This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh my gosh, we're back. This thing works. It's gorgeous. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Joe Ostrowski here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Ian McMillan, senior editor of BetSighted. He was also on Brian Harmon at 120 to 1. So was Aaron Hawksworth, as you heard earlier. Joe? It feels like we're coming back uh, from summer vacation, more or less. It's like that first day back of school where you're evaluating the class, figuring out which classmates you have uh, coming with you back again, looking at the teacher, figuring out, you know, scheduling, all that good stuff. That's kind of the sensation that I'm feeling right now after taking a couple of weeks off. Have big time uh, FOMO as well. As I hear about and I see on gambling Twitter, the number of people that had Brian Harmon 100 125 to one at the start of the month. I know he was 250 to one. I don't know about you, Ed, but when, when I take off, I shut it down. I leave reality for the most part. Now I'm not able to do the phone thing. Like a lot of people are able to, where you just completely are away from your phone at times. But as far as sports, and sports betting, I shut it all down. So that means I was not prepared for the Open Championship, and I didn't want to stop time off and dive into that and then get all my wagers in. So uh, hearing all the, these Harmon tickets that were out there, including on this show, I'm like, ah, oh, man, <laughs> I, I'll take the vacation <laughs> every time. I don't know that I would have bet him, but it's one of those golfers that's like, damn. You know how many times I wasted money on on three figure uh, numbers on Harmon to possibly win a tournament, and he does not come through, and and now he comes through with the first major of his life. It, well, it also doesn't help that the Open is being broadcast at seven in the morning, nine in the morning, something like that, and so if you're trying to do any live bets, then that might involve adjusting your schedule just a little bit. I pretty much stayed on the West coast for my two weeks off. And so anything that's happening in the middle of the night, you know, maybe I'll catch uh, a second or two of it. I am with you though, that sometimes you want to take a little bit of time off. And so that's kind of what happened with me and betting on baseball. I largely just kept up with baseball more recreationally, but I did uh, play some wagers on the open it was an okay tournament for me. It wasn't a great run. Uh, probably the most successful thing I did uh, was look at a live round three matchup between Minwoo Lee and Jason Day. Saw Day with a, an added stroke gained 
uh, over Minwoo Lee. So I went ahead and took Day there uh, in that matchup, got even money for it. So that worked out. Otherwise, uh, it wasn't the greatest of tournaments for me. Uh, I did sprinkle a little bit of Brian Harmon not to win, but in a couple of other areas. But otherwise, you know, just about every other bet didn't cash. Scotty Scheffler didn't perform nearly as well. None of the live golfers uh, finished high atop the leaderboard. So in terms of the other bets I made, things didn't go too well for me. But I mean, the, the, the tiniest of profits, uh, probably not enough to where I go, okay, was this really worth invading my vacation time for, uh, given just right. how small of a profit I made? So m- maybe you're the wise one in this duo. I'm not sure. If uh, if you were not betting, betting aside, it wasn't the best of tournaments because it wasn't a tournament. If you're one of those people that checks in on the weekend, you wait for moving day, and then maybe you're going to sit down all day on Sunday and watch, like, what was the motivation behind that? Unless you're playing matchups, as far as outright, it, it just wasn't much of a contest. And so now the major season is over. That that uh, With football season right around the corner, that's exciting with a lot of teams reporting this week. But uh, the major season being over, it is kind of sad. I, I think they made a right move a few years back, moving the PGA Championship up. But it's like, oh, man, it's over already. It's over in July, even though the season really doesn't stop as far as golf goes. How, how do we feel about the major winners? We had two studs win early in the year. And then now we have back-to-back long shots, at least 100 to 1 for the last two uh, winners, Wyndham Clark and Harmon, uh, gets it done yesterday. We're not used to this, Ed. Maybe one a year. Maybe you can point out a PGA Championship. You were there when it happens. But typically, top 10, top 15 golfers in the world are taking this home. And I'm not saying there's anything to do with it, but interesting enough, it happens in a year where live is the big story and, and those players come back and they play for the majors and it didn't really matter because you, you kind of had a couple of no name guys win the last two majors. It is interesting because I always hearken back to like the Tiger Woods era. I mean, you can even uh, get sooner than that and look at, say, Phil Mickelson when he when he was winning majors, or you know, a, a Dustin Johnson, somebody like that, where you go, or even Rory McIlroy might be a better example, someone more recent, where you go, okay, those guys were always in contention, and maybe they would win a major or two over the course of a calendar year, but you always expected them to be part of that conversation. In this most recent Open really, there weren't too many top names in contention at all. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. Tommy Fleetwood being, you know, one of the big names uh, at the start of the weekend, and he sort of fell back down in reality. John Rahm made a fantastic run on moving day, uh, but he wasn't really in contention uh, at the very end of it. It is one of those deals where it's not just the winners who are, who are relative no-names. It's a lot of other guys who are at the top of the leaderboard. And so there is a certain randomness to this year's majors that I I don't know if say I'm comfortable with or uncomfortable with, but it does suggest to me that when you're looking at golf tournaments going forward, that you can probably find some mispriced odds because there's no one dominant name who's constantly winning these titles. Even someone like Scotty Scheffler, Mm -hmm. who was absolute money when it came to finishing uh, top 10, his putter has just been so bad to him that he hasn't won anything. He's just been in contention a good bit. And he's 
you know, the world's number one golfer. So it is, it is kind of a weird time in golf right now. And definitely yeah. it's something for us to think about in terms of how to bet on future majors. Maybe not so much the Masters because course history matters so much there. But especially if you're talking about the U.S. Open, the PGA Championship, I suspect this trend will continue, Joe. Mm. Uh, for years now, I've been stating exactly what you just said. And outside of major weeks, I would take a look and you can go way down the board. Name any 50 golfers that could win. It's not like the old days that you just referenced where <laughs> it's going to be Tiger or is it going to be one of these other top names? That is not the case at all. I mean, this is the biggest long shot we've had win the Open since Darren Clark in 2011. So what's going to happen next year? I think you're going to have more people take some shots. But, you know, it, it could be something that does continue. Like you just mentioned, I think it's going to be fascinating. Um, I don't know that it's good for golf. I, and I'm talking about your fringe fan. We're going to watch no matter what. We're going to bet no matter what, at least when I'm not on vacation. But, I mean, it's hmm. just hmm. – like, was anybody getting excited about Brian Harmon? Was anybody getting excited about Wyndham Clark? I didn't see a lot of people talking about the Open Championship this weekend that, that normally would have. I, I, I don't think that's good for golf. You kind of need the stars, the name guys to come through. I mean, when Kepka wins, we still have that conversation. Oh, I don't know that it's good for golf because one, people hate him, or two, he's just not an exciting exciting guy to get behind even if he is playing great that you know before it was oh he's boring and now it's well people don't like him and that's one of the biggest names so over the last I I, I would venture to guess that the ratings would stink over the last couple of majors uh, yeah, they probably do. Uh, in the meantime, Brian Harmon uh, did win with 121 odds. In fact, let's hear from him as far as how he is celebrating taking home the clear jug. I did. Uh, I had a nice week a couple weeks ago, and I bought a new tractor for my hunting place. So I'll get home, and I'll be on the tractor uh, mowing grass uh, in the next week. I'll be very excited about that. So that's going to be your reward. You're going to ride your tractor. Yeah, I might take a whole day and just, just put my phone away and go get on the tractor. I'm a little bit lost because I've never known an open champion celebrate by mowing grass on a tractor. It's I got like... a lot of layers, man. I'm like an onion. <laughs> it's a 105-horse Kubota tractor, and it's, it's going to be a pretty one. I, I haven't told my wife how much I spent on it. So. <laughs> there you go. Story. I'll ride the tractor. Yes. <laughs> yes. Tractor story. Everyone loves a good tractor uh, story, especially uh, uh, over, <laughs> over across the pond. Right, Joe? Do you have grass to mow? No. Okay. Nothing curious. grows here in LA. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, it's, it's been a while. What one year after moving in, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to mow. We got a massive yard. It's going to be great. And after the first summer of blisters all over my hand, because uh, the yard was way too big. Yeah. Uh, my guy Arnie's been coming over once a week ever since. So n not interested. Yes. <laughs> very nice that's good to know that's good to know but hey i suppose anybody could start uh let's move on now uh to the women's world cup uh alexandra pop uh scored two goals for germany early this morning uh sebastian salazar gave out pop on the show as a golden boot option at nine to one good start for that bet uh germany absolutely uh, blasted morocco six nil 
it's been interesting because I have kept up a little bit with uh, the Women's World Cup, uh, not just because of Team USA, but also because there are some interesting betting angles that I wanted to get to real fast. Uh, Ed Fang, mm-hmm. uh, friend of the show and a uh, friend of mine as well, uh, he has a, a newsletter that comes out sporadically, and he brought up something really interesting, and it's that women's FIFA rankings are actually more accurate than men's FIFA ranking because of things that they bring into their model in terms of score difference and things like that. And so if you're betting on futures, betting on key matches uh, going forward, maybe your FIFA rankings aren't the worst place to start. So the U.S., they're number one in the world. They have the the shortest odds to win the World Cup. Makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, But you're seeing Germany, uh, after that big win uh, earlier this morning, this one is interesting to me because, you know, we talked about pop being a golden boot option, uh, but they also have more players in the top 100 in the latest FIFA rankings than any other team. Sweden has also been a good dark horse pick. So this is one of those tournaments that because the U.S., yeah, they, they won their first match 3-0, but it wasn't an overwhelming performance like they had four years ago. I do wonder if perhaps this tournament is a little bit more evenly matched and maybe you'll find some value with some of the better European teams like a Germany, like a Sweden, like a France. Yeah, I contemplated taking the U.S. And in the end, I just uh, walked away. I didn't do anything. I, I saw heading into it, uh, plus 250 was the best price that I could find. But uh, you might be right. And that, that could be some actionable information uh, as a starting point. Just take a look at those FIFA rankings. One thing that I have noticed with the early results, unders, Unders. Uh, I yes. know we had today yes. uh, a, uh, a 6-0 uh, match with Germany over Morocco, but I believe, what are we, are we 12-2 and two now to the under so far? It's something like that. Yeah, it is a ridiculous, ridiculous number. And uh, so far, and just almost every time, if you look at all the results, there is a team not scoring. So if you mm-hmm. want to bet on that too, uh, that, that's been cashing a whole lot early on. The question is, when's it going to turn? Yeah, yeah, exactly. At what point does the market catch up to, to such information? And I know uh, advice has been doled out uh, here on this program to look at draws. That probably won't happen for a while, but it does feel like that the best teams in this tournament are the ones with shooters. And there are few and far between, unfortunately. And so chances are you're not going to see a whole lot of scoring in this tournament at all. And so I think this idea of blindly betting on unders may not be the worst idea in the world. Then we are going to get some better matchups coming up. So you might get that one, one, two, one kind of finish. But if you're expecting a lot of goals in this tournament, then you're going to be waiting for quite a while. I think. Yep. Okay, good. That that's certainly good to know. And uh, that gives you a reason to, to jump in if you have not over the first few days. Absolutely. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, NFL training camps are opening this week, so no better time to recalibrate on some of the NFL news we missed and all of our outlooks for this season. That is coming up right here on the BetQL Network.